Hey, welcome to Manic in Miami. I'm back with a little side note. So, just been thinking a little bit since I posted that update a few hours ago. And I needed to make another statement, just a little addendum about a few topics. The first is neurodivergence. Clearly, I'm neurodivergent in how many ways um, the world will never know, the center of a Tootsie Pop, whatever. Um, <laughs> but neurodivergent people process information differently. We experience different emotions. We have different responses to things. And one thing that some, not all, of course, but some of us are very curious and imaginative and we like to do a deep dive into topics and subjects. And for me, when I am feeling injustice um, or when I'm viewing injustice or when something that I believe is very unjust has occurred, I need to do everything I possibly can, learn everything I possibly can to try to understand this and to try to get to the bottom of it. And I didn't realize that not everybody did that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, with people not understanding it. I just wish that we could all, you know, practice some humility and some compassion. And I, the foundation for that is sort of understanding that reality is different depending on, you know, who you are and where you are and your brain and, and the way that it's viewing the world. So, for example, um, people have called me intense and obsessive my whole life. The number one thing I've heard that makes me the most frustrated is let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. And I've talked to many neurodivergent people who have the same problem, um, people on the autism spectrum, which, you know, I, it's always been hypothesized that I am, but I have no formal diagnosis. Um, bipolar one people ha have talked about this. I discussed this with Lauren in the episode, um, the Romantics. France to Miami and let it go doesn't work for neurodivergent people much of the time um, it's it's just our brain works differently and you know you have to give and take a little bit you have to understand that what you think is unhealthy what you think is an unhealthy obsession that is only harming us is our way of handling it and dealing with it and often that can be a great healthy thing and, and we learn through it and you know we're curious we're using our imagination to try to consider different perspectives and and, and different um possibilities given the situation and that's a very big neurodivergent trait that i have um and people really don't 
like it <laughs> unless they're neuro neurodivergent too. And they think I'm harming myself basically by continuing to um, sort of fester in a negative experience. I will give a, my first memory in childhood, this is a perfect example. The first memory I have, um, I was three years old in the first house that we lived in and I was petting my black cat, Sammy, while he was eating, very clear memory, um, on the kitchen floor, I'm petting him. I feel him purring and breathing and his heartbeat and I'm thinking like we're both alive in the same way. We both have these organs and these biological mechanisms that are making us alive in a way that, you know, these objects around us in the kitchen are not. And that means that we will both die and our, our lives will end. And what is this all about? So that's my first memory. And we moved and then I turned four years old and in our new house, um, I was obsessed with Sammy the cat and cats my entire life. I would wake him up to play and one morning I went downstairs um, to find him and he was stiff and hard and he was dead. So I have a very clear memory of thinking about him as a living being and the similarities between the life force, if you will, um, in both of us. And then I have a very clear memory of his stiff body. He was only four years old and the week prior, um, a neighbor of ours uh, who was a little, I think maybe dementia ridden or something, threatened to kill him. And so indeed he was poisoned. I think, and I'm not laughing because that was horrible, obviously, unspeakably cruel, and then, ugh, four-year-old girl me, I mean, just the whole thing, just top to bottom, horrific. But I never let go of that, and when I got a little older, I made a sign like I was picketing at a protest that said cat killer, and I stood in front of her house and held the sign up. And my dad encouraged it. <laughs> my mom just, I think, rolled her eyes and was like, whatever, you weirdo. Um, but I could not comprehend the injustice. There was no punishment. There was no acknowledgement. She murdered my best friend and a family member. And... You know, I, I couldn't get past it, and I was trying to make sense of it. And then I remember um, when I started to learn how to read, kind of being very suspicious um, of people when there were animals and people together in books. And the first thought was, like, is this person evil? Like, our neighbor? Is she going to, like, he or she going to kill this animal? Like, just a lot of um, thoughts about the nefarious nature of, of, of humans at times came into my head and I never really got over it. I still haven't gotten over that. Um, neurodivergent people not letting go of injustice is not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And if it is our way of managing um, 
negative experiences by trying as hard as we can to understand them. I don't know why that that's such a problem. Um, if I do that, sometimes I'm told, Holly, you're harming yourself. Really calm down. Um, why are you spending so much time on this? And then, of course, always, and I, I'm not criticizing people, but I put myself out there because I own my shit, and most people in the world don't do that, right? So most people, I'm sorry, I, I'm a pretty authentic person, and people are not really comfortable with themselves that way for the most part. Um, I'm putting myself out there, and so, of course, it's kind of weaponized back at me. Oh, you're just manic. Did you take your medication? No, you know, I, I, I'm a neurodivergent person. I, I, I'm very curious, and I, I really have a low tolerance for injustice, and I just want to make sense of it by just trying as hard as I can to figure things out. Um, this is not just something that you get to label manic and negative and symptomatic of an illness, okay? I think that compassion means at the very least entertaining the idea that someone's feelings and someone's experiences and someone's ideas are valid. And when you just tell someone, let it go, you sound really manic, you're saying you as a person are not really important. And what you're saying doesn't matter to me. And I'm not, you know, attacking people who do this. It's very, very common. It's the most common response, right? Um, it's really just kind of a shitty coping mechanism <laughs> for people. Um, and I think maybe we should all look at that, which is why I added this on, okay? So think about that, please. Think about it. I have a friend who I talk to about this stuff who is very neurotypical and stable. And I mean, I'm stable, but she's very neurotypical, logical, even keeled. Um, she kind of helps to keep me balanced sometimes. And, you know, she had uh, very bad cancer um, that she survived. Um, uh, and and. I talked to her about the way that her outlook on life has changed uh, since she did survive the cancer. Uh, and there are a lot of similarities that I find with her outlook changes and her ideas and thoughts um, on life in general and those of neurodivergent people and people who have gone through, you know, suicidality and psychosis and, and other things like that so I think there's an interesting thread there and I think that thread really is sort of a compassion and just um, an acknowledgement of other other realities and, and other ways that that people process and deal with things so yeah intensity I mean we just shun all of these things that I think are great and can I remind you that Sir Isaac Newton was manic depressive, okay? I don't even need to go there with all the artists and writers and blah, blah, blah. We all know that. But there are major <laughs> contributions 
to science and philosophy and art, of course, but that's the obvious one, that were um, concocted during mania, okay? So give us a freaking break over here. Thank you.